0: All right, hola, 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 and welcome to Ayuda, I Field Spanish. This podcast is for all of you guys who take Spanish class. It is dedicated, for me, to all the fun elements of teaching Spanish. I am Jameson, your new virtual Spanish teacher, and join me as we try our darndest to teach my student, Michael, or Miguel, Hello. as much conversational Spanish as we can in one summer. All right, last week we got a sense of where Miguel is with his Spanish. Michael, as you know, I'm focusing on getting you as conversational as I can, not as much concerned about all the details of the grammar, but rather how you can communicate. You've studied Spanish here and there throughout the school experience, and now you're trying to focus on speaking it in life. But, Michael, please tell our listeners, what is your end goal for Spanish right now? My
1: end goal is to take a trip to Mexico. Very excited about it. Uh, I want to be able to navigate through wherever it is that we are. And by we, I mean me and my wonderful wife, Judy, AKA Julie. And I love her very much. Hopefully we will love Mexico. Hopefully the borders will be open to receiving us. And, um, so yeah, that's uh, I'm going to Mexico and I want to have a good time and be able to speak to people.
0: I love it. And for those of you that are just tuning in to our show, a couple of things you need to know: Judy, producer Judy, as we call her, is Michael's wife. We appreciate her now more than ever because we're actually recording this podcast from different parts of the country. Why, Michael, are we doing that?
1: Um, COVID dos e um, DSE. Um,, yeah, I don't know. Does um, you know COVID-19.:
0: Yep, there we go. COVID-19. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, producer Judy. Michael, as a quick recap, let's talk Lo a little siento. bit about <laughs> Let's talk about what we really covered in episode one and two. From the beginning, we spoke about how to introduce yourself in Spanish, which you ended up being an absolute pro at. So why don't you walk me Thanks. through it? What do you remember? On introductions.
1: On introductions? Well, what I remember, um, Sabas K, there are several ways to introduce yourself depending on um, who it is you're speaking to, what time of day it is, and um, honestly, what mood you're in. Totally so agree. yeah, so um, if you say, if you come up to a group of people that maybe you look up to or that are in a higher ranking position, let um, me make like maybe in a workplace, you could say, hola, muy buenos días. Um, Or if you were addressing a friend, you could just come up and say buenos. Um, um, Or if it was the nighttime and you, well, actually, regardless of the time, it could be any time of the day, (laughs) any time Mm -hmm. of the night. And you were just coming up to a buddy and you just wanted to say, what's up? You could say, "Um, que tal? Que pasa? Or my favorite right now, que onda, which is what wave or ripple. And that's kind of my favorite word that I'm focusing on right now, onda.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. And we also then moved into how to ask a question in our last episode. We talked to you guys a bit on how to ask a question. Michael, again, what do you remember? Teach me.
1: Um, You kind of me... Maestro taught me a formula. How do you say? Can, can you teach me how to say formula?
0: I will as soon as you tell me what the formula is
1: <laughs> question word plus conjugation verb plus subject, but not always.
0: Yeah. Not always why? the subject. Do you remember why?
1: Um, because it can be implied in the verb.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And we're going to come to that shortly, but you're exactly right. We're going to start with our um, we're going to start with the question word and then our conjugated verb. So a really good example is. um, De donde eres, which we know is of or from where are you? Uh, Mm A little detail about Spanish is that we can never put that preposition at the end of a sentence. We're going to throw it where right at the front. So we have from, where are you, instead of where are you from, like we Mm. say in English. Uh, The way that you say formula in Spanish, nice job, thank you, is la formula. And that's an example of what we would call a cognate. Remember what a cognate Cognate. is?
1: Yes, I was thinking of that word as I was washing the dishes today. And I'm I'm pretty sure that that word means, um, specifically in our context, of ayuda, um, a word in English and Spanish that are spelled the same, sound the same, um, and roughly mean the same thing.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. That is a cognate. Cool. So, formula, uh, familia, great examples of cognates because they look the same in English and Spanish. They sound the same, and they are going to mean the same thing. All right. Let us move into my favorite part, which is la lección, our lesson. Uh, Today, my goal, yes, I want to give you a bit of information about formality and when you can be casual and how you can be formal with somebody. My sources I used, just to refresh myself on great ways to present this to you, were from dummies.com and the YouTube channel Spanish and Go. So when we're addressing somebody, it's super important in Spanish to know how to address them appropriately. We have the word in English that is you. However, in Spanish, we have two different options. Michael, do you know what the two options are in Spanish based on Duolingo?
1: For you? Yeah. Um, honestly, no. I mean, is two one That's of cool. them? Like two?
0: It okay. is. Yep, yep, yep. So we have two. Good. And let's start with two because that is the easiest one to start with. Two is the casual or informal way to address you. That is, if I'm talking straight to you, I would say, I would refer to you as two. People that I could use two with would be you and Judy, my friends, my peers, co workers. If I'm at the same level, de nada, senor. Uh, Definitely, if you know somebody, if you know somebody, you're going to use two. We have kids that we might babysit, and a lot of my students, when I used to teach, Uh, In the school setting, I had students that were just starting to babysit. And so I would tell them, the kids that you're babysitting, you're going to refer to them as two. And finally, Mm. anybody that's the same social status as you. So if you guys are equals and you know each other, we're going to use two. Michael, just to check in, is there somebody in your life that you can think of besides dear Judy uh, that you would refer to as two?
1: Um, This may kind of be offbeat. Um, but could you do that with like your pets like um, a dog?
0: I might. I think so. I just got a dog named Oliver. I rescued him in the middle of uh-huh. social distancing. It was a rash decision because I'm not an animal person. But now he sits with me and I love him. He's 10. Uh, rescued him. He was abandoned, dude, with a tumor Whoa. in his side. Whoa! Abandoned. They don't know his story. I've rehomed him, and we are working on how not to bark constantly. So, listeners, if you have ideas, please do let me know on Instagram, because it's driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's my little plug right now for. What help. about a
1: collar day bark?
0: Okay, so I did just get a collar day bark. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of it right now because it's stressing me out. That it's going to. It's one that vibrates first, and it beeps, and then if it continues, it'll give a uh. low level shock. But not sure how I feel about it. I tried it, didn't really work with him because when he is in his mood and it's a lot of social anxiety, um, not social anxiety, separation anxiety. Uh, It would be my dog though that ends up at a party and is socially anxious and barks. But Oliver, Oliver, Oliver Papito. um, Yeah, so if you guys have any recommendations or tips or books or ideas, feel free to let me know on the old Instagram but, yes, all that Feel to say... Feel free
1: to zumbar to telefono.
0: Ooh, zumbar, one of my favorite words, which is to buzz. Buzz on over via telefono. Yeah, okay, so, yes, I think you could use it with your pets. I hope so, and I'm going to practice using it with my pet.
1: I could also use it with, well, you know, one of my coworkers, like the technical director of Rock Rising, Ben, my buddy Ben.
0: Exactly. Ben, you are a two through, and through. I love it. <laughs> All right. So the other side is when we want to be formal or, and I like to think of it even more as if I want to be respectful, I'm yes. going to use the word usted. 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 Yep. Great pronunciation. It is a much more formal way to address somebody, but it's also a much more respectful way to address somebody. So the categories of people that would fall under usted might be brand new people that you meet. You don't know them. You want to be respectful. I'm going to address them as usted. Could be your boss, could be your teacher, could be older people definitely your abuelos, your grandparents. And is
1: can I ask a question? Yeah. Is this more of a cultural difference um in less of an option whereas in the, you know, as an American I kind of hear that like you know, if you want to be respect, respectful, you use usted, or is it kind of expected if you're, if you're in a culture where they, ex- you know, like Mexico, for instance?
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. So the Spanish speaking culture, um, really values respect and really values familial relationships. Uh, so those, your ancestors, your elderly in the community, you, you automatically respect them a lot more. So it is an expectation that especially with grandparents, especially with those that are established in life, in their career, you are going to respect them by using usted. Uh, We might also have somebody of like a higher rank, such as I'm trying to think like the president of a company. Obviously, I'm going to be respectful in my tone in English. We have an easier way to show that respect by just saying usted in Spanish. Um, And finally, waiters. This one was one that I love because hmm. waiters, we want to use Usted to take a shot at why we might want to use Usted with waiters. Well, maybe
1: because they're <laughs> handling things that you're going to put into your body.
0: You are not <laughs> like wrong. your stomach
1: and your <laughs> mouth and stuff.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, think it's a little bit logical. If somebody is going to be doing a service or providing a good, you want to you want to respect them because they are putting their time and their effort into making sure that you, as the customer, have what you need. So definitely with your waiters, uh, definitely with those that are above you or older than you, established in life, and people you don't know at all. We'll use that usted. Now the last part is a concept called "tutearse." "Tutearse" is a verb uh, that's going to mean "call me too." And essentially, it's if you and somebody that you know become comfortable enough with one another, they would say, puedes tutearme, which in English is just going to transfer to, hey, you can use tú with me. You can use tú with Mm me. Now, my rule of thumb is to always wait until somebody else uses the puedes tutearme, and I'm always going to address somebody as usted. Especially grandparents. So even if you feel like you are close enough to somebody who's older, more established, you still want to use usted until they tell you that you can tutearme. Puedes tutearme. Mm. Um, with that though, when I studied in Spain, one of my professors in Sevilla was explaining to us that, hey, she said puedes tutearme or pueden ustedes tutearme. You guys can all tutearme, and we were like no, 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 like, it's totally good. You're, you're la maestra, you're la profesora. We're going to use that usted. And she stopped us and said, in Sevilla's culture, in that setting, if I say as your teacher, hey, puedes tutearme? And you then say, no, I'm just going to use usted. It's almost like you're putting up a wall saying, hey, I'm really not invested in this relationship, or I don't really want to view you Mm. as that too. Casual way, which to me, I was like, no, I'm just trying to be respectful. And she's saying, I know. But if I'm letting my guard down and say, hey, we have to see each other hours a day, we can be too. Like, it's all chill. You're then pushing them away when you use usted over and over. So it's kind of interesting.
1: Oh, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, there is so much intentionality in the Spanish language that I feel like. And maybe this is just because I was raised speaking English that I lose a lot of that. I don't see it as much in English. And so I appreciate yeah. it even more when I'm learning and picking up more and more Spanish. That's um, a great way to say that. Thank you. As if I'm an educator. <laughs> Finally, I want to look. Oh, at... I had
1: one question. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me know. You you just sparked that question in me. So it was, if you're an educator, like, um, let's say you do a season two of Ayuda, and you're doing it with like, um, another person that was your coworker, but they may have been in a higher ranking of you, but within the context of Spanish and you being their Spanish teacher, you know, does that kind of over—I don't want to use the word trump—but <laughs> does it trump uh, the kind of the relational status or the like actual, you know, work status?
0: It's a good that question. That makes sense. Yeah, I truly, I think I would just start by saying usted just because of my prior relationship with them. And then if they right. were like, Ay, puedes that's fine. If I'm also then teaching them Spanish, they probably don't necessarily know how to say that. That's
1: yet. also true.
0: So I think a Very lot good. of it is relational. Depends on what they want, what I'm comfortable with and it's trial and error. If it messes up, it's not I like you, it. you lose the game. It's just we fix it and then keep going. So
1: well, Jameson me maestro, puedes sí, tutearme.
0: Gracias, y tú puedes tutearme también.
1: Oh, gracias.
0: <laughs> the final bit I want to talk about usted <laughs> is that sometimes we're going to actually need to put usted in a question, like cómo está usted. Idea of what that means, Michael?
1: Um, how are you? You know, but respectfully.
0: Super respectfully. And the reason that we have to put that usted in there is because just como está by itself is going to mean, well, it has three different meanings. It could be how is he, how is she, how are you formal? And we'll talk about that in our next episode when we look at some of the subject pronouns. But we want to, when there are different possibilities with a verb, you want to be clear in who you're talking to and you say como está usted. Is it always necessary? No. If you're already talking with somebody, you might know. But ¿Cómo está usted? Very nice. ¿Cómo está usted? Me encanta. Me gusta, me gusta. Nice job. All right. So that's our lesson for today. Thank you, guys. Let us move into what my real favorite part of the episode is, our Juego de Vocabulario, our vocab game. Point of this game is for little bit more vocab acquisition. Michael, I have three different words for you picked by producer Judy, so I didn't even know what they were. And okay. your responsibility is I'm going to say them, maybe give you a clue, and you're trying to figure out what they are in English, and you'll walk us through how you got there. All right. So the first one is dientes, or singularly, diente. It is a noun.
1: Diente, dientes. It kind of sounds like dental, so I'm going to say tooth.
0: Oh my gosh, he's fluent. Yes, exactly right. Love the (laughs) walkthrough. Did you cheat? Judy asked (laughs) if I cheated. No, Michael, you didn't cheat. Uh, But another way that we can use diente is with food. There is a food where you would have a diente as a piece of that food. Do you have an idea of what it might be?
1: A diente is a piece of the food. Yep. A saw? A saw? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have any idea. You
0: can't eat a saw.
1: I don't have any I- diente.
0: All right, I'll give you. I'll give it to you. We can use diente to be a clove, as in a clove of garlic. So un diente yeah, de ajo yeah. is a garlic clove, a
1: tooth of diente garlic. Diente de ajo.
0: Un diente de ajo. Palabra numero dos, word number two, is another food, oh. and it is a piña. Pina, 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 colada. Pina colada.
1: Pina colada. Pina pineapple.
0: Killing it, my. Goodness.
1: Oh my word!
0: Killing I am
1: crushing the it, game. You really are. Absolutely, you are on
0: today. Um. All right. Last one <laughs> starts with a P. It's not a food. It is an. It is a state of being. Uh, Ooh. Perdido or perdida. It is a negative per- usually. De- perdida. 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 And you might be like, it's Ayuda, estoy perdida. Or Ayuda, estoy perdido. Wow.
1: I don't know, you know, a perdida injured, um stressed.
0: No, the final clue I will give you is this might stress you out if this happens to ooh. you in Mexico, one of your first days.
1: Robbed? No,
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. It is um, lost. We're going to go with lost.
1: Ooh, lost. Here's the thing. I don't mind being lost all the time, I knew, especially and if I have a, a longboard.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do longboard mucho. Do you prefer longboarding or skateboarding?
1: Uh, longboarding. Okay. Longboarding, because it's it's all the fun aspects of skateboarding, but you can just do it um, in a more versatile context. I think.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Of the I dig wheels. It. I tried to skateboard once. It was an absolute disaster. Um, almost as disastrous as the time I was running and tripped over train tracks and ended up with a scar on my face and my hand. Oh my uh, word! So I do neither anymore. We are done. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> Ayuda, my Ayuda face. Ayuda, mi kata. Exactly. All right. Well, the final one, this oh, is a bonus man. that uh, Judy had asked okay. about, and I thought this is a great time to explain it, is the word ain, which actually has three different meanings. It has a lot of meanings, but three primary meanings. The word ain can mean in, it can mean on, or it can also mean at, in, on, or at. Uh, for example, estoy en la escuela o la universidad is literally I am located at the school. Not on. Not on. I am not on the school. No, I mean, contextually, Whoa. sure, you could say if you were sitting on the roof like estoy en
1: Great. la
0: escuela or encima de la escuela, really, I'm on top of the school.
1: Uh, it could that, be, uh, that was the case for me at one point in my life.
0: I'm genuinely not surprised.
1: I was being chased by one of me maestros while running across the top of me escuela.
0: As having taught at the school that you attended, my mind is like <laughs> racing with options of who that could be.
1: <laughs> um, let's say that uh, this maestro's name is
0: a color. <sighs> oh my gosh. Judy, we can bleep that out. That's Did incredible. It? it could also mean "en dos minutos" in two minutes.
1: Ooh, okay, so great. Or "en dos minutos." hmm In that sense, it's it. It could you argue that it's a cognate?
0: Yeah, sure, for sure, for sure.
1: Cool.
0: I love it. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to bounce this over to our dear friend Judy, producer Judy. Judy. I thought it might be fun. Judy, Judy. It might be fun for you to introduce the Sabes Que this week. So are you ready, Judy?
1: I was born ready. <laughs> uh, I'm going to introduce this um, section as
0: did you know Sabes Que means did you know? It's close. Dang oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> it what is does it mean? It's present tense, so it's going to be do you know. Oh, okay. Do you know Sabes Que means do you know? Um, our fun fact today is about the origin
1: of the Spanish language. And it it is derived from a dialect of spoken Latin uh, brought to the Iberian Peninsula by the Romans. Um, one thing I was just reading about is how the early versions of the written and spoken languages come from Madrid, which would be interesting to kind of dig into if we ever go there, Miguel. Oh, so you love I just it. found it interesting um, it's a dialect of spoken Latin, which we all know is not a frequently
0: spoken language. That's true. Is it ever spoken anymore? No, not really. That is fair. It's sung. That's just, that is true. That is true. All right. Well, Michael, let's wrap it up today, and I'm going to give you your no. First- no. This is
1: too short, dude. I want these to be 50 minutes. Well, then- anyway, break back and we're back
0: and we're back. Uh today I have two challenges. We're going to start some new stuff because we're in our second week of recording this podcast. <laughs> Every week I have two different assignments for you and we are going to play a little game that I like to do in my classes when I taught in the classroom setting and I call it Talky Tuesday. So on Tuesday I'm going to give you these assignments and mm. listeners this is for you as well. The way that it works Michael you have to do these because we are trying to get you fluent fast. And listeners, okay. you are welcome to do the same assignment, record yourself doing it, send it in to us, and we as a team will pick one winner every week, and we will send you your bag of talkies to wherever oh, cool. you are across the nation. I love talkies so much. Me too, because they are hashtag like- voice in the intensity. <laughs> I do love it. <laughs> all right, so here's one that's just for fun for all of you guys. If you're trying to work on understanding Spanish more and more, my recommendation and your challenge, Michael, is that I want you to find a program on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Plus, whatever streaming service you like, that you can watch in Spanish. And you can have those English subtitles on for right now. We just want to get used to hearing the patterns, syntax of the Spanish language. Some of my recommendations would be for our... Older listeners, uh, the show Money Heist, or in Spanish, La Casa de Papel, is a phenomenal show uh, that really, I'm not going to give too much away, but it talks or it addresses a robbery at the Royal Mint in Spain. And so if you're interested in adventure, a little bit of uh, stressful tension and uh, yeah, it's kind of a thriller. This This is is the third
1: recommendation, so I'm going to dive in. You better. It's I good. I love know. it.
0: Um, if okay. you guys want to challenge yourself and you're at a spot where you get Spanish, just put it in Spanish with Spanish subtitles. But if you're not interested in that kind of show and parents, if you are listening as well, please do take a moment to check over it as there is some language and you guys yeah. have to figure out what's appropriate for you all. I recommend just Dora finding the explorer Dora, Dora the explorer or a show that you love in English. And often you can switch the audio to Spanish and then still have those English right. subtitles. Yeah. So that's your media. I wasn't just
1: going with the first thing off the top of my head. Dora the Explorer is fire.
0: Is it really? I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah.
1: It's, oh, it's, it's really good. Like it's, it's it's actually really good.
0: Oh, good. Okay. Very good. Well, that is your media assignment. Now, this is the Taki Tuesday speaking assignment of the week. Michael, we've been practicing. You're getting a lot of like the building blocks right now so that we Mm -hmm. can really start to just explode with conversation. I want to see this week's Talkie Tuesday challenge is record yourself introducing yourself to a Spanish speaker, tell them who you are, ask them how they're doing, and then ask them where they are from, and you must also share where you are from in Spanish. Listeners, if you're going to do this as well, have somebody take a video of you doing it or take a selfie of you and your Spanish-speaking friend doing this, uh, in a way that is, well, right now we are going to say socially distant because we want to make sure that we are staying safe, but record that video, send it to us on the Instagram and we will select a few, well, we'll select a few finalists and then pick one to send the talkies to. Uh,
1: can I, um, maybe make a question slash suggestion? Yeah, please do. Could it be, like, someone that you know who speaks Spanish so that the, A, filming of it is, um, you know, c- there's consent there and also, like, familiarity also in, like, I don't know. you. For me, like, hearing that, my mind goes to, well, what if I ask someone, you know, you know, I just walk up to someone with a face mask on and I'm like, hey, my name's Michael. How are you today? What's your name? Also, where are you from?
0: Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. And I think, I mean, like for right now, find somebody that can speak Spanish with you. But a big goal in life is to surround yourself with people that speak Spanish. Get some uh, linguistic diversity as a part of your life. And that not only grow you as a person, but it will also increase your fluency. So Mm. with that, I do want to say thank you guys for listening today. And if you are not, you can follow us on Instagram at IfailedSpanish. Really, as we progress through the series, my goal is to be doing a whole bunch of exciting interactive projects, challenges, and having you guys as well as Michael do this together. So feel free to join our email list as well. That link is in the bio on our Instagram page. And even if you didn't feel Spanish, that's okay. Come help our baby podcast, our failing podcast. It's not failing, but we are failures because we are listening to this. Turn into a fluent podcast. It's gonna be Roasted. an exciting journey, yeah. Did we just roast ourselves? Um, <laughs> good gosh! And on that note, I'm gonna say adiós and hasta luego.
1: Hasta luego.
0: Ayuda is produced by Rock Rising. Follow us on Instagram at ifailedspanish to learn along with us. Adiós, hasta luego, hasta pronto, hasta mañana. Ciao.